الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل ان صلاتي ونسكي ومحياي ومماتي لله رب العالمين لا شريك له وبذلك امرت وانا اول المسلمين صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters alhamdulillah we are on the doorstep of the great month of zulhijjah and in this mubarak month there are various great a'mal that are performed great ibadats that are performed one is the ibadat of hajj that will be performed by the hujjaj such a great ibadat and such a great amal that a person who goes for hajj and performs the hajj in a correct way does not get caught up in any sin does not indulge in any wrong actions then the reward of such a hajj is that raja'aka yawmin waladathu ummu that such a person returns like the day he was born meaning free of sin such a great ibadat and such a great ibadat that it is only farz once in a lifetime because it's not something that a person can be expected to do every year every person doesn't have the means and neither is it compulsory upon somebody who does not have the means but this is a very very great ibadat that it is an international ibadat in one place that everybody from throughout the world come and gather in the specific places of makkah mukarramah and then to arafat etc so such a great ibadat will be taking place in this mubarak month then another great ibadat which is for anyone and everyone throughout the world who has the means again is the ibadat of qurbani now all these ibadats the ibadat of hajj the ibadat of qurbani all this is a lesson in total submission to allah taala the ibadat of hajj person is moving from point to point the person has come to makkah sharif now comes the 8th of zulhijjah now leave makkah sharif and go to mina now, mina doesn't have that sanctity that makkah sharif has that the haram has where in baitullah in the kaaba sharif in the masjid e haram person performs one salah that is multiplied 100000 times Now that in itself is not the reward in mina for every salah that will be multiplied 100000 times that is not the sawab and the reward for a salah performed in arafat but on the order of allah taala that nabi sallam taught us that now hajj you'll have to go to mina so the reward will be all in now going to mina for the haji and then arafat he doesn't go to arafat his hajj won't get done a person decides no i will stay by kaaba sharif i will hold on to the ghilaf of the kaaba sharif for this whole time in fact 
there will be an opportunity, I'll, the door will open, I'll go inside the Kaaba Sharif. So he will go inside the Kaaba Sharif, he'll get the sawab of going inside the Kaaba Sharif, but he won't get the reward of Hajj, and his Hajj also won't be complete. So the submission to Allah Ta'ala requires now that a person does not use his logic, but a person submits to what Allah Ta'ala has given, what Nabi Salaam has taught us. And now the Haji will have to leave Makkah Sharif, will have to leave the Haram Sharif, and will have to go to Mina, go to Arafat, go to Muzdalifa, do all the various rites of Hajj. Then his Hajj will be complete, and this great ibadat, and this great reward, that he will finally return like the day he was born, then this will be achieved. Then comes the Qurbani again, that a person slaughters an animal in the name of Allah Ta'ala, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, this too is the reminder of the great ibadat of Ibrahim Salam and the test that he was put through. That he was put through the test of the command that he must slaughter his own son. And he was ready for it. The son was told that you are going to be slaughtered because of the command of Allah Ta'ala we know the details of the incident. We have heard it so many times. He got ready for it. The mother, she is being left with her child in a barren place. A little baby. But she's told it's a command of Allah Ta'ala. She is ready for that to submit to Allah Ta'ala. The incident that we've heard many times when Ibrahim Salaam was ordered to leave his wife Hazrat Hajra and her son Ismail Salaam in a barren place, there was no water that time, there was no Kaaba Sharif visible there, there was just a deserted place, and he leaves them there, and he turns to leave, and she asks him, that, are you leaving us here? This place has got no vegetation, no water, no means of survival, and when he doesn't reply twice, her question changes, and the question is, that is this the command of Allah Ta'ala? And he indicates yes. So then she replies and says, Izan la yudayyuna. In that case, then Allah Ta'ala won't allow us to perish. It's Allah Ta'ala's command, then we are submitting to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will look after us. So the lesson again was of total submission. In every aspect of life, total and complete submission to Allah Ta'ala. And what seems to be outwardly something of destruction. For example, being left alone in this barren place with no means of survival is apparent destruction. But because one is doing what Allah Ta'ala has ordered and submitting oneself to Allah Ta'ala's command, then from what is apparent destruction, Allah Ta'ala brings such barakat, such barakat, that up to this day, the water of Zamzam is from that barakat. Ismail Salatu Salam, this little baby is lying there and thirsty, and hungry, and there's nothing to feed him, there's nothing to give him to drink, and in this panic, Hazrat Hajra radiallahu anha is running from Safa to Marwa, and she's checking on this child, and again she's running from one end to the other, that can she see anybody, can she see anything that she can bring to this child, and Allah had willed it in this way, but the apparent means became all this qurbani and this submission. That Ibrahim Ismail Salatu began kicking his little legs. He was a little baby at that time. 
And at the spot where he was kicking his legs, this is where the water bubbled out. Now outwardly, this became the means by the will of Allah Ta'ala. So this was the barakat of that submission that the whole world till this day, from that time till this day, is benefiting from that water. From that zamzam, which is the greatest water, which is the water of Jannat, the greatest water that has ever come on earth, and that barakat is continuing till this day. So what is the lesson in all this? The lesson is that when a person submits to Allah Ta'ala, sometimes, initially, there are some challenges. But this is the test of dunya, that who is really the servant of Allah Ta'ala, and who is the servant of their own desires, the servant and slave of what they want to do. So a true servant of Allah Ta'ala, they also get tested sometimes. In fact, the closer a person is to Allah Ta'ala, the more the tests come. But then when a person remains firm, remains steadfast, then the help of Allah Ta'ala comes to make the person pass the test. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't leave somebody without any assistance and without any help, but initially, the person is observed that is this person true and genuine in their claim of love? Outwardly it seems like this is going to be destroyed, but the person says, I will give full priority to the command of Allah Ta'ala. So in everything, whether it is something to do with a person's personal life, a person's business life, a person's social life, a person's interaction with people, a person's emotions, whatever it may be, if it's the emotions of happiness for example, for example, it's a wedding. Now, there's a wedding taking place in the family. Now, that's a very happy occasion. And it is. It is a great occasion. It's a happy occasion. And to express the happiness on such an occasion is also established. But now, what are the limits to this expressing of that happiness? How does a person go about it? Now, this becomes a test. This becomes a challenge. Some people now express that within the limits that Allah Ta'ala has permitted, so that too becomes a means of progress for them, and that too becomes a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. And some don't know the limits, or don't want to stay within the limits. They know the limits, but, see, this is such a happy occasion now, you can't have it like a funeral, we must make everybody happy. So in making everybody happy, they displease that being who gave this happy occasion. That Allah Ta'ala granted this happy occasion that boy who is getting married who created him Allah Ta'ala created him Allah forbid, Allah forbid if he was paralyzed would he have had that happy occasion of getting married that girl who created her Allah Ta'ala created her Allah Ta'ala gave her all the faculties, Allah Ta'ala gave her all the abilities, Allah Ta'ala gave her that moment now that somebody felt that she would make the right choice of a wife so he proposed or whichever procedure was adopted that finally now this was confirmed that she will get married so Allah Ta'ala made this possible Allah Ta'ala blessed this moment that this day came so now they will get married so now Allah Ta'ala gave such a happy occasion in that moment of that happiness they forget Allah Ta'ala what a terrible injustice this is 
that Allah Ta'ala blessed the people with that happy occasion, blessed the families with that happy occasion, blessed those parents of those children with that happy occasion. So this becomes a ni'mat for everybody. And in the process, everybody forgets Allah Ta'ala. What a terrible thing this is. What a great injustice this is. So this unfortunately is a time when people get tested in a way that some don't pass the tests. This is the unfortunate thing. And mashallah, some pass the test, they become very fortunate. The test becomes a means of them gaining high stages in the akhirat and it brings the barakat and brings the rahmat of Allah in dunya. So now that becomes a test, the emotion of happiness. Sometimes the emotions of grief become a test. Somebody is in a situation of grief. Now that is something to express that grief also is established. There is that permissibility in deen that a person is grieved. So the person has the, the leeway to express that grief. But there are limits in that also. Now some will express that grief within the limits. And then at the same time there are others who don't know the limits so as a result they go beyond the bounds beyond the limits they fail in that test of grief so the one person passed in the test of grief the grief is grief but the one person passed and that person went closer to Allah Ta'ala. the other person failed in the test of grief so one side is the musibat of dunya and that became a musibat of akhirat also so now to persevere and to remain firm in that emotion of happiness, to remain firm in that emotion of grief. Ibrahim wasalam, was put through the test, his wife is being put through the test, the child is being put through the test, and all are passing with flying colors. But it was no easy test. It was not something like a person can just walk through it, put ourselves in that situation. Somebody is saying to us that it is the order of Allah Ta'ala that you must be slaughtered. Imagine one of us being told that that your life is going to be taken, you are going to be slaughtered. Is it something that we can even imagine? Ismail Salam was a young child at the time, and he submitted. He didn't make any hue and cry. In fact, he says to his father that if Al Ma Tumar Satajiduni Insha Sabirin, go ahead and do what you have been commanded by Allah Taala, you will find that I am patient, I am among those who are patient I will remain firm and steadfast on undergoing this test and challenge I will not try to rebel against it, I will not make any excuses for myself and try to sneak out of it I will go along with whatever the command of Allah Ta'ala is now all these things become challenges and some pass it, some fail it but those who pass it, mashallah, they gain the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala, they gain the barakat of Allah Ta'ala. For that short while it becomes a test, it becomes a challenge. But in the long term, then they are the ones that really prosper. They are the ones that really move ahead. They are the ones for whom the doors open out. They are the ones for whom things work out. But life is not that there is a button that's pressed. There is a period of time when these tests and challenges test the person's sincerity, the person's love for Allah Ta'ala, the person's genuineness, the person's firmness in deen, and then things open out. So as these 
happy occasions come sometimes that become a test. Sometimes a wedding, sometimes a test of grief, sometimes some other occasion. Among those very happy occasions are the occasions of celebration that Allah Ta'ala has given us. The day of Eid, Eid al-Fitr for example. What a happy occasion. The very atmosphere, there's this happiness in it. Now where did this happiness come from? Who granted this happiness? Allah Ta'ala gave this happiness. Now, a person naturally just feels different on that day. Feels in a good spirit, good mood. Now, this came from Allah Ta'ala's side. But now how many people the whole month of Ramadan passed and they even were punctual on their salah, etc. It's not that they were neglecting their good deeds in the month of Ramadan. But now the time of celebration came that celebration which Allah Ta'ala gave, the happiness which Allah Ta'ala gave, come the day of Eid, and they start abandoning all the good that they were doing. This is the way now that they decide to celebrate, that get involved in all the haram that they didn't do for the whole month of Ramadan. What a tragedy this is. It is like a person worked hard, and now passed the test, so now he's been called up to be given a prize. So now, the prize was given to him. So in front of the whole audience now, he takes that prize and smashes it. Now, is this called gratitude? Is this called being thankful to Allah Ta'ala for his ni'mat and bounty? That this prize and this happiness of Eid Allah Ta'ala gave and a person just smashes it away? So one is the very great occasion of Eid al-Fitr. And then comes the occasion of Eid al-Adha. Which inshallah in two weeks time or more, we will be having this great occasion Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat Allah Ta'ala make everything go well for everyone, Allah Ta'ala give the happiness and the barakat and the rahmat of this day to everyone but again here is a moment for us to reflect that the Mubarak day of Eid al-Adha this happiness Allah Ta'ala gave us, those animals that we will sacrifice are giving us the lesson of submission to Allah Ta'ala that practical lesson which Allah Ta'ala gave us is becoming the means of further happiness. That slaughtering of those animals, the eating of the meat of those animals, the distributing of that meat and bringing happiness to others, all this sharing of this happiness, such a happy day, the days of Eid are such happy days, Allah Ta'ala has made it haram to fast on these days. It's not permissible to fast also. Because generally, happiness and eating have a relationship. When a person is happy, there's an occasion, then there's some luxury food that is prepared. Person has a better meal. These things are linked. So day of Eid comes, Allah Ta'ala says, don't even fast. The day to eat. Have the things that make you happy. So eat and drink within the limits of Shariat. So Allah Ta'ala blessed all this happiness. Now is that excitement, that happiness, the aspect of the sacrificing of the animals, etc. So, mashallah, this is a happy occasion. But again, on a happy occasion, if we forget Allah Ta'ala, we start doing things which are against the command of Allah Ta'ala, then this happiness is misplaced and is being abused. It is disregard for the one who gave the happiness. It is like somebody who gave us some gift and then we use that gift against the person who gave it. 
imagine your parents gave you some gift. Now what was the gift? Some, whatever it is now, somebody was given some, maybe a ring or something, diamond ring, beautiful diamond ring, mashallah. So now that girl, mashallah, has got the beautiful diamond ring. Now diamonds are very, very uh, sharp as well. They can really cut. So now she takes a diamond ring and her father's very shiny car is parked there and she's scratching the whole paintwork of that car with this shiny ring. Her father paid for this thing and brought this ring or that whatever, some piece of jewelry or something like that. And now she's using this thing to scratch the car from one end to the other. She is practicing her art on the car and now she wants to have the best kind of scratch art that anybody has done. So now the father finally comes and sees, MashaAllah, what a wonderful job his daughter did. And such excellent paint work she did. Or rather deep paint work. Because she took all the paint off. So he's going to be very, very happy about this. He's going to now be full of praises. Can you see what a good daughter I have? Now, can anybody imagine this? Can any parent imagine it? That parent too will lose his mind and Allah knows best what else might happen. What what might, might go on? Now, why is this? I gave you this ring and I made you happy with it and this is how you return the favor? Allah Ta'ala is independent of any need from anyone. Allah Ta'ala is the one who grants the whole makhluk and the whole creation anything and everything and all that Allah Ta'ala gives doesn't even decrease the treasures of Allah Ta'ala to one drop from the ocean also Allah Ta'ala doesn't need anything from us but what Allah Ta'ala wants from us is our loyalty our obedience our submission and he doesn't want it for anything for himself but this is a system Allah Ta'ala has placed he wants it for our good that to the extent we will be obedient to Allah Ta'ala, to that extent we will be opening our own doors in dunya also. And we'll be opening up the doors of Jannah for ourselves. So Allah Ta'ala's rahmat then showers down. The barakat and blessing shower down. But when, when we have appreciated that gift, appreciated that favor, appreciated that happiness, that great bounty from Allah Ta'ala, by being obedient to Allah Ta'ala on that occasion as well and especially on such occasions even more obedience even greater submission so now come the day of Eid al-Adha so what a tragedy it would be if now we start breaking the commands of Allah Ta'ala now how are we going to break the commands of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Eid al-Adha we already got it in our minds inshallah I'm going to perform all my salah mashallah excellent obviously that is something that must be done I'm going to be even making some the night before the day of Eid the night before is a very great night the person who keeps this night alive in ibadat man ahya laylatayl eidain lam yamut qalbuhu yawma tamut alqulub the person who keeps the nights of Eid alive then Allah Ta'ala will keep his heart alive when hearts will die one explanation of this is that in the time of fitna and fasad which is the times that we are living in. Severe corruption, moral corruption, and corruption of every kind. Behayai, shamelessness, and anything and everything. On such an occasion of Eid, a person who will keep the night alive in ibadat, Allah Ta'ala will keep such a person's heart alive. In other words, 
that heart will become protected from these fitnas. Because a person stood up in this night of celebration and truly appreciated this gift from Allah Ta'ala. So this appreciation of the gift from Allah Ta'ala's side brought this great benefit that Allah Ta'ala now makes his heart fitna proof. Now depending how much of protection we put into this heart, how much ibadat we made, how sincerely we made it, accordingly that heart will stay alive, meaning will be protected from the fitnas. But then if we don't, so now one is that we got this in mind also, that inshallah we will perform some ibadat, mashallah, excellent. But then come the day of Eid, suddenly we find that many things which was in place throughout the year maybe, suddenly come the day of Eid al-Adha and those things are going off the track. Somebody is, for example, conscious of the aspect of parda. So, mashallah, the whole year round, they are not talking to their cousins, they are not intermingling with strange people, etc. They are steadfast, they staying away from non-mahrams. Come the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha, it seems like the laws of parda are on hold for the day of Eid al-Adha. That now everybody must be grabbing the sheep together and somebody is tottering and some non-mahrams are holding the sheep down and uh, the whole dress code changes. So throughout the year it was something else. Now it is like imitating some soccer match or something. Everybody is wearing different color t-shirts and uh, whatever else goes on. In many, many places these are the type of report backs you get from place, different places after Eid so the whole dress code changes and then no no you must slaughter your own sheep because uh, in the Sharia this has been Nabi Salaam has encouraged this indeed Nabi Salaam encouraged it but not at the expense of what is necessary to slaughter one's own sheep that is mustahab now for example a person is going for Nafil Hajj. Many people go for Umrah. Now, Umrah is Nafil. So now they are going for Umrah, mashallah. Excellent. Wonderful Ibadat. Great rewards. The whole way going to Umrah, many people miss their Farsala completely. No excuse. Completely missing their Farsala. On the return, they are missing their Farsala. Sometimes while they are there, they are missing their Farsala because they are so caught up in other things. Now, a person who is going for a nafil, but if that nafil is going to be performed at the expense of missing farais, then it is not right for that person to go for that nafil. Because the priority is what is farz. And likewise, if a person is going to be doing a mustahab act, but in the process the person is going to be incurring some haram. So a person is doing some good action, but the process in which that person is going to do that good action is going to be incurring some haram then that mustahab act will be left aside for that time that mustahab act will be put on hold and one will stay from away from the haram because that's the priority and this is what will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala who gave that great occasion and gave that happiness otherwise the person will be doing some mustahab act but earning the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala and whereas Ridwanum min Allahi Akbar the greatest thing is to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala so 
this occasion, especially the issue of maintaining parda and staying away from intermingling, because it all becomes one big uh, gathering of everybody. There was one occasion somewhere they were slaughtering cows, and one lady insisted she's going to slaughter the cow herself. Very good. Mashallah, she got that himmat to slaughter the cow herself. But then who's going to come and hold that cow down? All her sisters and her female cousins are going to hold it down. Now, John and Peter and Ahmad and Yusuf and everybody else, all the cousins and by the dozens and whoever, and in, in between that, this worker and that worker are all holding that animal down. And in the midst of all that crowd, she is now trying to make her way in between all these people to go and now finally put the knife on the throat of that animal. And then on top of that, the whole Ummah is spectating. Now, she felt, mashallah, what a great feat she achieved. What a great feat of shamelessness. That now she's squeezing between men, non-mahrams, to go and slaughter this cow. And she's feeling very happy about herself. She's feeling very happy about her shamelessness. She's feeling very happy about how she's abandoned haya. That is what the reality is. Now, this is something that we have to now take note of. What will happen is that there will be those in the families and this goes across the board. We keep getting these kind of questions coming from people. That is why this is being discussed. That from time to time these questions will come. That uh, I don't want to do certain things but others in my family will be doing it. For example now they will want me to also be there now while that sheep is being started in the middle of all the males so what do I do now? I can't stay away from this. Why can't I stay away from it? No, because everybody will be doing it. I'll have to do it also. Now this is the test. Ibrahim was tested by being told slaughter his son. The son was being tested by told, being told that you are going to be slaughtered. But both submitted. Allah Ta'ala didn't make it happen. That only became apparent later that this was not meant to happen. But at that time neither father nor son knew that this won't take place father and son both knew at that time or expected that this is going to be the last moments of this child and the son also felt it's going to be his last days last moments but both were ready for that now what a great test this was and they submitted now we are remembering that great test by slaughtering these animals and we are supposed to be taking the lesson from that great test. And we are saying, no, we can't stand up to the small test of just staying away from there for that time because now either we are going to lose out on the excitement or because somebody else is going to be now a little bit upset. So now therefore we can't. There's two separate things here. We must be very, very careful about this. And listen to this very carefully. One is maintaining respect. The other is not doing something that is wrong. Both these things can be done simultaneously. Unfortunately, many people get confused in this or they don't understand correctly that staying away from the wrong they think must be done in a disrespectful manner. So somebody has to do the right thing, so he must do the right thing in the wrong way. No. We will not compromise on the respect of our parents will not compromise on the respect of other elders and seniors of the family but we will also not do something that is 
incorrect, something that is impermissible in the Sharia of Allah Ta'ala. That takes precedence over everything, but we will stay away from the wrong respectfully. We will stay away from the wrong without doing anything that will compromise anybody's respect. So, that requires a little bit of thinking. Every situation, it might not be the same thing that will work everywhere, but in principle, in a very humble way, all one needs to do is explain nicely that we learnt in madrasa that this is not correct that to be intermingling with others and therefore I will unfortunately or unfortunately not the word I will therefore be staying away from intermingling etc and it is mustahab to slaughter your own animal but it is compulsory to observe parda and haya now in all the detail we won't tell everybody if it's our parents they will explain nicely that I was taught not to do this and therefore Allah Ta'ala won't be happy with this so I don't want to do something that's going to displease Allah Ta'ala we won't give a lecture to our parents our parents just something very short sweet but very humbly in the humblest of tones and the best thing is that we don't wait for the day to come and now we start wanting to educate everybody from before time because on the spot people are not in the frame of mind to take an understanding many won't want to listen to anything so beforehand in a very very appropriate way in the right way we nicely get the message across that I will be refraining from if it's going to mean that coming in the midst of others males etc to cut the animal I will be refraining from it in a nice way I will make dua and I will stand aside and inshallah I'll get the full sawab I'll get more sawab via those who you can get the message in a nice way it might be some elder sister for example it might be some aunt who you are very uh, got a good relationship with you have an open relationship with somebody that you can talk to now via that person you will get the message to others so they will not expect you to be doing something wrong on the day of Eid and you will not be put into any pressure to do that unfortunately one thing worse becomes the order of the day in many cases many places not everywhere not all the time but in many places it happens according to what reports we get from time to time that because it becomes a very casual atmosphere and those who were even conscious of parda previously get an occasion now to start that now because all these other males are here cousins are here and so on to actually start getting caught up in haram relationships illicit relationships it might be in a very subtle way or it might just be committing haram glances whatever the situation is all this is wrong and imagine what a blessed day, what a great day such a great ibadat is being performed and this whole ibadat is teaching us the lesson to put the knife on our desires which are against the commands of Allah Ta'ala. this whole ibadat is this reminder this whole ibadat is not just merely putting the knife on the throat of that animal it is before putting the knife on the throat of the animal to put the knife on everything that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden us from now in the midst of all those lessons a person is actually plotting and planning of how to attract somebody else's attention and how to become the center of attraction or is looking at others in a wrong way in a haram way casting haram glances here and there 
what a tragedy this is how far it is against the whole spirit of this Mubarak day and what a great ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala for having granted us this happiness in the first place for having granted us this great occasion in the first place so this is a great tragedy that a person then destroys such a great occasion and makes it a means of getting distance from Allah Ta'ala so we need to focus clearly focus correctly from now to start making dua that is the first step which we don't even unfortunately do in many instances or we forget, we neglect dua, that Ya Allah I am a weak servant of yours and only with your help will I be able to achieve anything Ya Allah I am in this dilemma there will be this kind of situation on the day of Eid, I need to protect myself also I need to become the means of protecting others also, Ya Allah you open the way you make it possible for me you protect me, you safeguard me from the depth of the heart daily from now till then, dua Ya Allah you make this day of Eid such a day that it becomes a means of great closeness to you now we are making dua regularly for ourselves, for our families we are making dua for everybody to achieve this then planning and working out how we are going to get the message out so who are we going to talk to who we are going to be able to speak to easily and who will take to this lesson and at least they will then make it clear for us that we should be left out of this kind of wrong if any wrong is taking place so this will now require the little bit of forward planning the little bit of thinking, pondering obviously making dua first and foremost making salatul haja begging Allah Ta'ala's help asking Allah Ta'ala to protect us from committing any wrong on that day from becoming caught up in anything wrong, any haram then inshallah by the time the day of Eid comes it will be truly Eid for us because it will take us closer to Allah Ta'ala so these Mubarak occasions come they are a great ni'mat a great bounty and blessing this happiness comes this happiness from Allah Ta'ala's side but this happiness demands that we make Allah Ta'ala happy first and foremost and when we make Allah Ta'ala happy Allah Ta'ala will make us happy then we will have the true enjoyment of dunya with or without the things of dunya in the midst of the challenges of dunya we will still enjoy this existence because there will be peace and contentment in the depth of the heart and the real place is Jannat the real place is Akhirat and Jannat when that day comes we will then reap the benefits and the bounties of these little sacrifices very 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 little sacrifices sacrifices which in the light of what those who real made the real sacrifices are concerned this is like a little picnic is nothing but Allah Ta'ala appreciates even these little sacrifices of ours and Allah Ta'ala will grant out of His grace and mercy what we cannot even imagine May Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us a tawfiq that we truly submit ourselves to Allah Ta'ala in everything in every aspect of life and become His true slaves اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 
انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين